Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain the leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. So as our stepping, as our, as our, we're kind of coming to the biblical definition of, of pastor slash shepherd, the biblical definition of, of church, uh, you don't need a praise team to have a church. You don't need rows and pews to have a church. You don't need, as we're getting to that, people are, are freeing up, being freed up to go, okay, so now I'm this tension of the a call I feel versus the examples I see, this tension is going away and that I can actually do church in my home without an ordination, without a, a seminary degree, uh, without a stage. We can actually do worship and, and worship with 10 people uh, acapella in my living room is, is acceptable to God without a team or sound checks <laughs> or microphones. So, so as we're redefining these words for people with more biblical focus of it, people are being freed up to, 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 to launch into this calling, all right? I'm not calling people to start house churches. I want to identify who has received that call and that stirring and help empower them. And so some of that means peeling back the layers of tradition and institution so they can go, okay, um, I don't need to, to fight Goliath with Saul's armor. I can do it with this slingshot. <laughs> I'm like, yes, go with the slingshot, <laughs> go with the slingshot. And so, so that's where these people are feeling more empowered to go, okay, I'm starting this in my home. I'm going to start this in my home. Or, or I'm starting a Bible study at, at my job. Uh, one lady, she is a nurse. And so just connecting with people, other nurses on her job, like that, that's her jam. I'm like, good, that, that, that's church, right? Yeah. That's church. So there's, there's been a lot of work of having to peel back um, these layers of, Wrong thinking, limiting beliefs, I would say. That's, that's not biblical, but it's more traditional, more Western even. Um, um, but not just Western. I mean, you have buildings, church, quote unquote, church buildings all over the place. But I think that's, that's going to be the key of, of unleashing the movement. It's going to be redefining some of these terms and finding these people that God is speaking to. He's stirring in them, but they're trying to see how it fits into their this, the, the one model that they know of. I'm like, no, no, that's not the only model. There are different models of church that are valid, that are legitimate, that are approved by God, and that are biblical. And when those light bulbs come on, man, they're, they're, they're off to the races. Yeah, I have a, a question about that I know is in the back of people's minds. The, the pe- people are saying, yeah, but you can't be intimate online. You know, I'm, I'm running, my friend Jimmy Calhoun and I planted a, a digital church, and it's small. We, we, right now, I think there are nine people on seven screens. And we, and we sing together, we sound horrible, but it's worship. <laughs> you know, grown men are crying while we're singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's become a very, very powerful and intimate thing. Uh, I, I was involved in another church plant, and I'm still involved in a microchurch that's attached to that. And I, a few weeks ago, I was thinking about, well, you know, maybe we should all just start getting together again. We used to meet in this uh, large, uh, there's a Korean-American shopping center. And they have a huge food court and we'd meet there. But but there was no intimacy because there are people at the table next to us listening. And we're way more intimate mm-hmm. face-to-face on Zoom. 
And then the other deal mm-hmm. was I was driving 40 minutes each way to get to it. And so I'm about to open <laughs> my big trap and go, hey, we ought to start getting together again, face, you know, in person. And I'm realizing, no, it's going to take uh, an extra hour and a half out of my day to, to drive, plus getting all, you know, ready to go. And we're not going to be as intimate as we are online. So kind of roll over and talk about inside the, the Facebook church that you're leading, the mm-hmm. Facebook not a church that you're leading. <laughs> you could cut. And, um, and, and, and what does uh, beyond you, members to members, what does disciple making look like logistically? Because I think that's that's always going to be an issue. Is what, what you know? How do you do this logistically? What's what happens? Are you doing like groups inside of the group? Are you just turning people loose on 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 Zoom with each other? Or you know how how does this look? Right. So um, we're, we're we're looking at a variety of, of, of things. One is um, any Facebook page can have multiple groups. Right. So you, if, if, if the Facebook page, if, you, if your church has a Facebook page, you can have multiple groups online. You can have a men's group, you can have a women's group, a marriage group, an empty nester group, a, a quilting group, you know, multiple groups that can be based on anything, demographics, affinity, you know, interests, common interests. Um, where people can dialogue more specifically about those kinds of, 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 uh, of, of interests. And so for us right now, because my wife is getting ready to start a group for um, um, parenting uh, young kids. We're in that season. We have a six-year-old, three-year-old, and a one-year-old. And so uh, parenting with the father's heart is, um, is a passion of ours, which is different from traditional kind of parenting teachings and models. So she's, a, she's about to start a separate group still attached to our page, that's just for parenting. So the main, the larger group that the almost 400 people are, are in, uh, there's one kind of conversation that, that's happening in there, but not everyone is interested in parenting small kids. So that's going to be a separate kind of group where she's, she's going to be discipling parents on how to disciple their kids um, in, in, that, in that form. In our group right now, we have multiple Facebook rooms. So the Facebook room, uh, one of the things that Facebook did was they created this thing called a room that's similar to Zoom where you can have your, we can be on a video and have all the different screens. And, and um, uh, that's kind of Facebook way of kind of diving into that Zoom market share. <laughs> yeah. So everyone on Facebook has the ability to create a room on Facebook. So think about every person on Facebook having a Zoom account. Like that's what Facebook did essentially. And so you can open up a room and have a video chat with anybody at, at any time. Um, if somebody joins you, your room, you actually, Facebook will actually call you like it's a phone call and say someone is joining your room and wants the video chat. So right now we have rooms set up on Mondays, on Fridays, where people join in on, for a small group discussion. And, uh, and we're getting ready to add some, some other ones um, as well. So we also have uh, our, our prayer time on, on Tuesdays. And so it ends up being like a small group, but um, focus on those who are more, more passionate about prayer. But our other small group discussions, we can discuss different things. We can discuss the teaching for that week. Um, we can discuss how's everyone doing. Um, again, when we prioritize community over content, it's not, I'm not mandating that people talk about um, the, the teaching. I'm, I'm more concerned with you check in with, with people and see how they're doing, right? And, and uh, if you want to talk about the teaching, then fine. If not, it's more important that you all connect with what's happening in each other's lives. So, um, so, so right now, in our group, that's what we have going on. Um, those opportunities to be in small uh, small gatherings where you are on, on video, 
uh, some people choose to not be on video. Some of the people are at work. I mean, they're actually at work with their head, with their earbud in, listening to the conversation. <laughs> you know what their the the camera is off, so they can still at least appear to do <laughs> what they're what they're doing at work. <laughs> but they but they want to be a part of this small group conversation. Um, and the reason why that's so important is because even when we're live, me and my wife are live teaching, and people are chatting in the comments, um, chatting and the typing in the comments is is cool. We can answer questions and things like that. But it's not the same as having an open discussion with everyone. Um, it's just not as, as free. So that's why we want to provide those kind of opportunities. So in addition to the in-person, I mean, the, the in the group, small groups, there are also uh, in-person small groups outside of our group because some of the people live close together. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be preaching in, uh, in Fairfield, uh, which is uh, the, the city of, or the church I was at before I stepped down and went full time because I moved. I'm, I'm an, hour, an hour away now. From, from where I was a couple years ago. So I'm preaching at a, at, a, at a church in Fairfield. So one of the hearts like his folks were like, I want to open up my home. So those people who are in the area who are going to come to hear me speak in person, we're going to all hang out at this person's house and, and have an, an in-person fellowship uh, in, for people who are connecting in our Facebook group. Um, and so we want to do more things like that. So it's not my goal for everyone to only have an online experience it is my goal to use the online experience to connect people in person. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. So, so whether it is to empower one person to start a home church with people in their, in their sphere of influence who might not even ever be in our Facebook group, or if it's to connect people in the Facebook group and see where people are geographically uh, located and you all are in a common area, why don't you all meet together? So you can still listen to Wednesday teaching, but you all fellowship together. And you can rotate each other's houses or things like that. So that's one of the things I'm, I'm wanting to get started. And this coming Sunday, um, I'm going to even use this in-person gathering to hopefully start some other ones. I'm going to get some people committed. Like, hey, isn't this fellowship great? Like, you're in, you're in Fairfield, Sassoon, Vacaville. You're right next to each other. Like, who, wouldn't this be great for you all to do something like this once a month or, or twice a month? Like, who? And it doesn't have to be all on one person. You all can rotate. You all live right here. So how about we? How about before we leave, we set up a schedule on the next meeting, <laughs> right? And we get that we get that going. So um, yeah, so that's where we're, we're we're kind of going so far. But what I want to do is I want to lean into more practical teaching on how to disciple people, how to take people through, um, how to walk with people through their through their journey. So right now it's been kind of, kind of a bit organic, kind of seeing where people are at, what's happening, where the natural leaders are. Um, but I'm going to start a Zoom meeting with people who want to learn intentionally. Now, wh- what can I do when I start a, a group at my work or a group at home? What are ways I can help facilitate the discussion better? How can I, you know, th- those kinds of, of things. So that's what we're getting ready to lean into. I think whoever is listening to this needs to go back and re-listen to the last two minutes of what John just said. Because I think that's the piece that's going to allow for multiplication uh, I mean, you've got 400 people. That's already a crowd. And you're trying to, you know, I have a friend that way pre-COVID, like 10 years ago, was doing this very successfully in Japan. He, he, they would put his thing up online and then he would, he would go, I'm going to be in Okinawa in this city on such and such a date. If you're there, please email me. And I think he actually was making a whole bunch of Gmail addresses. You know, the Naha address. He wasn't using phone facebook he's using the tokyo address he's got you know dresses all over japan and so then he would go i'm going to be there on may the 17th and then you know email me if you're interested so as soon as they email him he would email back and go 
can we use your house or apartment? <laughs> because we don't have a place to meet. And then he just <laughs> gathered these people together. And mm-hmm. the first step was, you watch my sermon together, and, and we make a, a house church out of it. But then he was able to siphon off leaders and then do private um, group conversations with discipling uh, the, lead, the leaders of these house churches. And nobody had a job or, in, you know, in the church. Everybody was doing their, their business or career whatever. And in Japan, things are very small. So they're starting, at that point, probably churches of eight to ten people. But they were penetrating Japan in ways I haven't seen anybody do. And it seems like you're on to what you need to do next, in my perception, is the Zoom call with the, the, the leaders that you can coach for, for multiplication, particularly of either house churches or other Facebook churches. I, I want to turn the conversation a little bit um, because this is bound to be coming up in people's minds. You got guys who have been doing uh, church, you know, as we've known it in America, they're, they're beginning to be frustrated or, you know, maybe the money isn't there, all that. And so they're thinking about, um, you know, jumping out of, of a paid pastoral ministry, getting a job. And usually when you do that, if you went to seminary, you're not really well trained to do a whole lot of other stuff. And so they're going to have to start usually selling something and and that takes a while to build a clientele so the the monetization question always comes up is there a monetization factor what you're doing in your online church are are they are they giving money and what are they giving it to and why are they giving it right so uh people started giving money right out of the gate uh we we launched january the 5th and a couple weeks after that um, people are saying, this is my church. And I'm like, well, okay, now wait. Now, are you are already a member of another church? Because I'm not want to do that. But again, our, our target was the people who are not connected to a church, right? Mm-hmm. And so so um, here, here's, here's what's funny, because just like that guy was saying that the people who, who left, they're, they're, they were the committed people who are serving, who are giving, all those kind of things. Well, then if you start connecting with them online, guess what they still want to do? So people have started to give. And so now I'm actually in the process. Uh, we just became incorporated. So now we're getting, applying for our, our uh, 501c3 so that that uh, becomes tax deductible because people are, are giving. So the question is, what are they giving to? Well, every single time I've talked about giving in my group, I've said two things. Number one, I want you to primarily give to a need God has called you to give to in your local area. Right. In your local area, because because um, uh, when, when people ask that question, they're they're asking that question from the context of where money is normally what money is normally used for in the traditional model. Right. Building leases, mortgages, salaries, ministries, all all of which I don't have online. You talk about zero overhead. There is zero overhead, except maybe I'm paying for my Wi-Fi or you know things sure. like that. So so to answer your question, what are people giving to I told people, I said, listen. When you look at the New Testament church, right, um, we see that they were giving generously to, to, to needs, right? And some of those needs were inside the church. A lot of times you see Paul kind of doing a capital campaign for the church in Jerusalem. Like, hey, these are other brothers and sisters. And so he's talking to the, the Macedon, you know, Macedonians and Corinthians. Hey, guys, hey, you know, look what they gave. They didn't have a whole lot, but they gave anyway. Like, you all need to give as well. And, and, he, he's, and what is he giving to? He, they weren't giving to Paul's salary. They were giving because he was getting money to help other Christians who were in need. Right. And so, so that's, that's one of our, one of our things um, to give to other Christians who are in need. So as things come up, this is what I've been talking about. As things come up, money that has been given to us, 
we're going to be giving giving some things out. I have a friend who who literally just went to Haiti days before the earthquake in Haiti. Guess what we're going to be doing? We're going to be giving him a thousand dollars, right? <laughs> so because of what people have been giving to. Uh, number two, um, because I was encouraging people, I said you need to. Um, I said I said think about this. If and, and this, this might be a little a little. Uh, controversial but <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> um if if people in their congregations if they looked around that big sanctuary and saw all those people and if they imagined that the money that everyone gave every person every family gave in that building to that church imagine what the impact that those same people would have on that city if that money was poured into community needs yeah imagine, imagine what that impact would look like and I said, however, you can't do that because there are legitimate financial needs, salary building, all those kind of things. I said, but online, I want you to now imagine that. Okay. So there's about 400 of us here. So then imagine what kind of witness we would have if, uh, if you're looking at your, your child's, um, school, uh, and classroom. Cause I'm telling you right now, on average, uh, uh school teachers come out of their pocket. Um, quite a bit during the school year to help uh, the school supplies in that classroom. Well, what if instead of giving money to me, you said to that school teacher, I'm adopting your classroom this year. You don't have any more school supply needs. If you need anything, you text me and I got you, right? I've got you in this class, no matter what. And if, if it's school books, if it's, if it's schools of paper, markers, um, if, if some kid uh, can't go on a field trip, I mean, even though COVID has messed it up, but theoretically, if some kid can't go on a field trip, I'm his scholarship. You see what I'm saying? Like, then, then, then you know what kind of conversation that opens up at your school PTA's meeting mm-hmm. for you now to talk with other parents? I'm like, that would be a great way for you to use your, your quote-unquote finances if you want to give. Give right there. So where is God? Look around your community. Look around your city. Look around your neighborhood. And you pray and ask God where he is calling you to be a financial blessing on a consistent basis. Uh, where he's going to use your connection, that relationship, that generosity to open up conversations for the gospel, right? So that's where I've challenged people <laughs> in okay. in this community. Um, and so, yeah, so, but again, so people are still like, well, I, I want to send my, my tithes here. I want to, okay, well, then we're, we're going to set up our stuff for that to happen. But I'm telling you right now, we don't have a whole lot of expenses, <laughs> but so we they, will be. Do you, do you accept some of that money for some of the expenses? Because you do have some expenses. I do. And so one of the things that I wanted to do after we get everything set up financially is, okay, now we're going to budget line item. How much of this can go towards uh, paying, uh, you know, internet for, for, for us, right? Because some of our internet is used for this or some of the other, other tools that we use to, to do online, uh, you know, what, what, what's a reasonable amount for that? So, so sure, there's that expense. We haven't got into Facebook ads yet, but we will. And so that'll be an expense as well uh, to do Facebook ads. Um, uh, um, let's see uh, some of the software that I use. So for example, when people join my Facebook group, there's three questions that I ask them. And when they answer those three questions, as soon as I approve them to go into my group, that information, their, um, their, their name, their, and some Facebook information, their city, their email address, and where they are in their faith, or they are a current member of a church, they don't attend church, or they left the church, or they like there's a line, there's one question that said, I left the church, but I still love Jesus. Like, is that you? Uh, if so, I want to know. Uh, or I left the church and I left Jesus. Is that you? If so, I want to know. My point is, 
that all the information automatically goes to two places. It goes to a database and it goes to an Excel spreadsheet. So the third-party application I have, that the subscription for that, that comes out of parts like his funds. Right? That's a specific ministry ministry expense, but it's like $19 a month, you know? So, um, so there are some of those things like that, that do come out of, of the hearts like his, uh, funds, but I don't have, um, massive expenses that warrant use for a huge, huge amount of the thousands of dollars that are coming in now, uh, that, uh, I've, I've been open with people who are, especially the consistent givers, they let them know what we're doing and, and, and what's, what's what. And, uh, um, and if things pop up later on, we, we can partner with other ministries. Um, like I do want to help uh, a church planting organizations and maybe give monthly to some of those church planting organizations to help plants get off the ground or whatever. So, so those are some things. But when we get more established and then we'll have our, our board and have board meetings, those are the kind of decisions we'll be talking, tossing around so that it becomes more of an official, you know, minutes and board decisions and things like that where it's all, all mapped out. Cause I'm not just, I don't want to be, just kind of uh, making all these financial decisions. I'm uh, just all willing to, I just want to keep it all, all up and up <laughs> and so, all above board. So again, just to clarify for people who are listening, you're what people are now calling co-vocational or bivocational, but I'd call freelance. You, you mm-hmm. have a career that pays you to eat. And then you are doing this ministry as pretty much as a, as a volunteer. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I have some people in there who are saying you, you you should draw a salary. You should. I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll look at that. Let me get everything lined up and, and correct as far as the books and the IRS and all that structure, because that's really not my area. So let me get all that lined up first, and then we'll, we'll look at that. But that's not my, I, I don't intend to draw uh, uh, some big salary from Hearts Like. That's not why we, why we did it. Yeah. Um, the, the majority of my income, actually mainly my income, comes from the consulting that I do, the speaking that I do, and, and things like that. Because I really want to keep 100% of, of Hearts like his stuff, uh, mission mission focused, and so um, so yeah, and I, I just don't I just don't need to, and and I want to be an example to uh, the people in the group of of what we're doing. Yeah, uh, you'll have money coming in, give it out. You, you absolutely be generous. You know, my, one one person I use is is Cornelius, right? Cornelius, uh, the angel comes to him and says, Cornelius, your your prayers and your your giving to the poor has come up for an offering to God. Well, he's a Gentile, he's not even Christian. Like, what you mean? It's an offering to God. God honors generosity, right? And so, um, and so, I, I think just be a blessing. That's one of the things I want to kind of change with what I'm doing online. Is I want you to be able to see the fruit coming from your offering. Yeah. Um, you, you might like you, you. You're giving to that that classroom, and and you're seeing. And, and at, at the PTA meeting, a, 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 another parent who you don't know comes up and says, "I know the teacher. You wanted the teacher to keep you anonymous, but I just want to say thank you for for blessing my kid because I couldn't do it right now." Right. I, I want that person to experience that and to see that being the, the result of your generosity and your your seed sowing. And, and, you know, not we're just going to give it away and just we just trust the pastor's doing something good with it. Yeah, yeah that's uh, really, really good. Really, really good. Well, I'm going to wind this thing down. I, I want to say thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, but absolutely. I, I want I want to ask and you can say no to this, but. Is there a way that people can make contact? I, I know that you don't want a whole bunch of people joining your 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 Facebook group just so they can observe it. Uh, is there anything you do on the web, uh, a website that you have, or email if somebody wanted to get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, my, my email is john at drjohnharris.com. 
So that's DR, so you don't know how to spell it out. So john at drjohnharris.com. Uh, you can email me there. And if you want to chat, we can, I, can, I can say, hey, I was listening to Ralph Moore's podcast and I'd like to chat with you. I'll send you a Zoom link and we'll, we'll get on a, we'll get on a, a line and, and, and chat and, uh, and we'll, we'll connect that way. Um, but people can join the hearts like his and just, and just, just check it out. As a matter of fact, when you're answering the, one of those three questions, right, on where your faith background is or what your experience is, just say, uh, I want to be an observer, right? I heard it podcast. I want to be an observer. And, hit, and I'll reach out to you and say, hey, this, this is what I want you to notice, right? And I'll actually give you a tour of the group to show you how we do it. We can jump on a Zoom call and I can take you, give you a tour from the page to the group and what's working, what's not. It doesn't matter. I'll be happy to talk to anybody listening to this about our wins and successes as well as our challenges and things we haven't quite worked out just, just yet. Um, but yeah, I'd be happy to do that. 100%. So I'm, I'm going to be the, the first person to do that. <laughs> I would like you to uh, t- tell us exactly how do we make c- contact with you on Facebook? How do we find it if we're, okay. if we're using Facebook? Yeah, so go to the, the search on Facebook and just type in hearts like his. That's three words, hearts like his. Um, I think there's one other organization, this lady who does stuff for kids, uh, a kids ministry, that's also similar to that. But I think it's just the two of us. Um, so hearts like his. And uh, you should be able to see a, a, a little picture of me and my wife as the as the thumbnail. Um, um, yeah, so it should be pretty pretty easy to find. And if that if you can't do it that way, then just again email me John at drharris dot com. Say hey, I'm trying to find your group. I can't can't find it, and I'll just send you a link to it. Good. So yeah, we can is, we can, we can is, do that as well. Is there a website called drjohnharris.com? There is. Right. That's that's my consulting uh, coaching website. Okay. Well, yeah, so that say, email is a test of that. Okay. So I'm going to wind it down. So again, I just want to say thanks, John, for being here. Thanks for being part of my coaching group that I'd lead. I appreciate you so much. Well, Ralph, I want to say thanks to you again as well, um, because even though I'm working, my main thing is online, I'm helping other churches, specifically churches who are trying to multiply and not just survive through this current drama we have, but how do, how do they thrive and how they multiply and so your coaching and with your experience and even just the experience of other people in that cohort have helped me tremendously process through some of my own theology that has helped me in how I do things in my group. But also in some of the coaching conversations that I have, I think your coaching has helped me be a better coach to them. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, because they're running into some challenges that I personally haven't run into yet, right? They're trying to multiply. I'm like, I don't know how to <laughs> I don't know how to do that, but I, but I do know how to do that now because of some things that have been some tried and true uh, <laughs> experiences that you shared have been tremendous assets to, to my coaching, uh, not just me personally, but also the other pastors that I'm, that I'm connected with. So thanks so much for even having that cohort and for taking time out to help out some, some, uh, some knuckleheads like myself trying to figure some stuff out. <laughs> well, thanks again. Thanks for, thanks for being here. God bless. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmoore.net.